Are you ready for TCT360? The event for 3D printing and additive manufacturing intelligence is back. Wherever you are in your AM journey, our fully CPD certified program will have something for you. See Additive in action as 250 plus exhibitors run live demos of their machinery and equipment. Hear from NHS England, Rolls-Royce, Boeing, J-Bull and more as they take to the stage to discuss the latest applications. It's time to reconnect with your community after almost two years apart. Signing up is free and takes just a couple of minutes. So register today and prepare to join us at the NEC Birmingham on the 28th to the 30th of September 2021 to see Additive in action. Hello and welcome to Additive Insight, your source for news, interviews and comment on the latest 3D printing and additive manufacturing intelligence brought to you by the TCT content team. I'm your host, Laura Griffiths, and we're back with another editorial roundtable chat where TCT senior content producer Sam Davis and I get together to discuss the biggest 3D printing news stories from the last month. Hello, Sam. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. I can't believe it's July already. I know, halfway through the year. The year has just disappeared. We're less than three months out from TCT 360, which just feels crazy to say. Yeah, it's yeah, it's insane how quickly it's gone. <laughs> and we've had a pretty busy month, which is why technically this is our June podcast, but we are recording on July 1st, but it's fine. If you haven't already, head over to tct360.com to visit our new event platform and check out the exhibitor list and amazing speaker lineup, including companies like Boeing, Rolls-Royce, Javel and ASTM, who you can all go see this September at the NEC Birmingham. Just go log into the platform, take a look for yourself and register for free there. We've also just published the latest issues of TCT Magazine, which I'm confident you've already read from cover to cover. But if you're not and you're not already a subscriber, that's fine. You can fix that by subscribing for free at tctmagazine.com. We'll also receive your print copy, access to our entire digital library, including service provider maps and machine guides, and also our weekly newsletter. Um, but today we're going to cover three. We're going to cover four news stories. Sorry, um, some of the biggest news stories from the month. And uh, first of all, Mark Forge plans to launch its largest composite 3D printing system yet at Formex 2021. SLM Solutions introducing its free float technology for support free metal 3D printing. Volkswagen integrating metal binder jet printing with HP and Siemens, and 3D Systems selling off its on-demand manufacturing business for 82 million dollars we've got quite a nice variation there in the news we've got some some sales some some application stories some new technology some launches it's a it's a good balance so first of all we're going to start sam with your story first this is uh, mark forge first of all winning the prize for the most well-prepared formnix announcement i think i've ever seen yeah. <laughs> and secondly uh, plans to launch what it's calling its biggest and fastest composite 3d printing system to date this november tell us about what's happening sam yeah, I was going to say it's the earliest form next announcement I can remember. Just the what it must be what four and a half, five months out. But yeah, Mark Forge in the last few days has announced that it intends to introduce the FX twenty carbon fiber three D printing system, which, um, as you say, is the biggest and fastest machine it's it's released yet. It says it's also the most sophisticated product across its whole portfolio that it's ever produced, um, and obviously because we're still five or six months out from them actually unveiling the machine properly. Um, details of the capabilities are scant at the moment, presumably with much more to come um, from Mark Forged in Frankfurt in November, but it's the biggest and fastest carbon fiber printer within its portfolio and it will allow the company now to expand into the robust production of 
composite parts um, and it's you know it's got loads of composite 3d printers already through its um, desktop offering three machines there and three industrial series machines x3 x5 and x7 as well as nylon and, and onyx base materials and a range of continuous fiber reinforcement materials but all of that has basically been primarily catering for functional prototypes and jigs fixtures tooling with you know some end use components but the fx20 now seems to represent a step towards the production of higher performing applications i think mm -hmm. more said in the announcement that um it's aiming to enable high strength parts that will meet the needs of the most demanding and regulated industries such as aerospace defense oil and gas um, and help companies to build more resilient supply chains um, that machine um I think it was described as a, a beast of a machine by by the CEO is is <laughs> going to be ready for shipping worldwide in the first half of 2022. Um, as I say, with more details hopefully to come later in the year. And just to quickly mention as well that earlier this month, Mark Forge also announced the second generation of its Metal X platform, which features hardware developments like door position sensors and additional chamber insulation and the next day metal over the air software update which increases print speeds by two times and is compatible with both versions of the Metal X. Um, the Metal X Gen 2 and the software update have been made available immediately and the company has also announced the X7 Field Edition, which is a ruggedized and field deployable carbon fiber 3D printing system that is equipped with a rotor molded high impact polyethylene Pelican case that protects the machine during transportation and also um, holds tools and spare parts and materials, the kind of things that are required for maintenance and repair operations in the field. Um, and that platform will ship this year in the autumn. So that's the Metal X Gen 2 available now, X7 Field Edition later this year, and then the FX20 will be launched at fall next and then made available next year. So loads going on at Mark Forge in terms of product development in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you said, they've been really, really busy over the last month, which which does make me wonder why they've decided to come out with this particular announcement now, knowing that we're not going to see anything until um, November. But one thing I, I do like about this story is that it shows that companies are looking towards those events at the end of the year now and thinking mm -hmm. seriously about the kinds of things that they're going to be launching there because we're so used to getting to TTC360 in September and then to form next. And this is where we're, we see all the biggest machine developments. And even though last year we did see a few launches, um, you know, a few machine launches and, you know, various things like software developments and whatnot, but, you know, it wasn't as much as we normally do on a, on a year where you've actually got lots of different events to go to. So this is mm -hmm. great to actually see a company that's already planning ahead for what they're going to launch. And then the fact that it's not that they're just going to be showing this machine and then, you know, you wait two years to actually see it out in the field. It's going to be uh, shipping the X20 by, was it, was it mid-2022, you said, Sam? Yeah, the first half of next year, they've said. So it's, it's all just, it points to just a really, a really nice outlook for the industry and the fact that things seem to be really kind of coming back into action now. And it, it makes me quite excited actually to start getting back to events uh, this autumn. Yeah, I think event organisers will be quite happy with, with that kind of news. Obviously, not just ourselves, but, <laughs> you know, the guys at Fall Next, um, you know, seeing that there are going to be, you know, things to attract visitors and obviously, you know, the last... 18 months has been, um, you know, a mad 18 months of all sorts going on. And I think 
there might be some trepidation going into those events of how many people are going to come. But I think with with companies like you say launching um, new products and kind of being, mm-hmm. you know, really organised and saying that you know they're going to be doing this and that at these shows, um, you know, that'll be music to their ears, I imagine. And I, I don't know, I don't know what the motivation is for Mark Forge to kind of announce that five or six months out. Maybe it's, you know, the, the composite 3D printer market is continuously getting kind of more competitive and maybe it's, mm-hmm. you know, a, a move to say, look, we, we do have the tools to allow users to make, um, you know, end-use applications with their machines it's not just jigs and fixtures and not just functional prototypes and to kind of you know hold off on any investment i don't know whether that's the reason behind it but it'll be interesting to see you know hopefully see it in the flesh and you know see what the capabilities of it are yeah i think you're you're totally right there the composite printing market has obviously got much more competitive and we are seeing these companies come out with these um production um you know end use part examples and this you're right it probably is them saying hey we can we can do that too and here's what to look forward to so i'm excited to see what the details around this machine are and when we actually potentially get to see what some of those maybe early user applications are as well Mm -hmm. So the second story we're going to move on to is SLM Solutions launching its free float technology. Um, So SLM held an online launch event last week to introduce its latest additive manufacturing technology. It's not a piece of hardware. It's a software tool. It's called free float and it is said to enable support free printing, though in most cases it just vastly reduces support structures rather than gets rid of them completely. But that in turn uh, reduces cost per part, um, you know, reduces the, the use of material and gives you more design freedom as we know sam support structures are the bane of the additive manufacturing industry's existence they need to be considered in your design process they require more materials and then they're usually removed after printing via very time consuming very non-digital manual methods which takes extra time and costs more money but uh, with free flow slm says that an users can now benefit from higher productivity previously unachievable designs, reduced post-printing times, uh, material savings, and the ability to pack more parts into a single build because if you're not dealing with supports, you can orientate parts more creatively and and pack more of those into, into one job. Now, according to SLM Solutions, this technology was first discovered in 2017 as part of another research project, which led to this breakthrough. Um, and it works by, um, you select a standard SLM file, which is then loaded into the software suite, and you can apply a range of different free flow profiles, depending on the application, to enable different levels of service finish, overall part quality, and reduction of support. So some of the examples that we saw, you know, if a certain profile was applied, there'd be barely any supports on the part, but some of them, you know, you can still have support maybe you want a kind of a, a, a quicker job or something like that so there's always different types of um of um of solutions you can come out with there are of course already support free technologies already on on the market from companies like velo 3d but slm says its technology differs thanks to this unique vector technology which establishes thermal management that significantly decreases net build time and simultaneously enhances part quality the free float name comes from the idea that parts like parts with things like overhangs which would have previously needed support structures can now free float and um so slm compares it's like branches of a tree where it can just um, you know because it's kind of kind of hang by itself mm-hmm. um and a pioneer of additive manufacturing technology and one of the inventors of selective laser centering and uh, Dieter schwartz was actually on the um the launch event and he said um during this um this kind of question and answer session at the end that he believes free float will have a big impact on the industry and the usage of additive manufacturing 
And just based off a Q&A that we had with um, SLM Solutions CEO Sam O'Leary in the most recent issue of the mag, he was talking a lot about these ambitions for additive manufacturing, being able to make impossible parts. And, you know, I think he said um, he, he thinks additive manufacturing will enable, quote, out of this world parts. And I think that this really lends itself quite nicely to that because um, some of the examples they were showing and some of the things that are talking about is enabling parts that you couldn't necessarily build with current SLM technologies now. So I think this kind of fits into that that narrative that they're going for. Um, but perhaps most interesting about this announcement, aside from the software itself, is that SLM's open architecture means that free float can be retrofitted to almost any SLM machines, and that includes the huge recently introduced NXG12600, that big 12 laser metal 3D prints that was launched at last year's digital only form next event. And, but it also means that you can use that on the older machines like the SLM280 and, and, and so forth. But it's also offering the solution for free as part of a basic subscription service. So they haven't disclosed what any additional tiers may provide or what any additional tiers may cost. But it's certainly a positive move that even customers who maybe have older machines at the SLM280 will be able to onboard this technology for free if they want to and and, and give it a go. Um, In a teaser a week before the launch, I I read that... um, CEO Sam O'Leary had described the technology as, quote, another milestone, not only for us, but for the industry. And after the launch, whilst he was announcing the plans for the release and the fact that they're going to do it for free, he said, quote, we're not messing around. Free flow is a game changer that will enable success and shouldn't be limited regarding accessibility, end quote. And I just think that's really important. You know, again, we're not we're not entirely sure on what each of these tiers mean and maybe what the basic subscription service offers at the moment. We do mm. have a Q&A coming up soon um, at TCT with, with Sam O'Leary, so hopefully we'll be able to find find out a little bit more then but I think it is great that they've developed this and they are not limiting it to customers who maybe you know maybe are just going to buy the the new NXG 12600 machine or customers that are, that are you know just buying the latest and greatest that customers that have, have you know been long-term users of SLM solution will be able to benefit from this as well and, and it's not going to cost them anymore if they just want to give it a go. Yeah I think it must be so frustrating um, at times for users of AM who see a new development because you know as as the technology matures obviously this will probably happen less and less but there still are new developments and new new ways of getting more out of the technology and they find themselves in a situation where they have to upgrade or reinvest to benefit from it but kind of offering it as a you know a software that can be retrofitted kind of like mark forge with that over the air software update for the mm-hmm. new metal x machine but also the you know the ones that are already installed out there that i'm sure that'll be definitely appreciated by those of slm solution machines already in operation who don't just have to kind of you know look at this new um capability and and, you know not have access to it or you know have to as you say buy that new 12 laser machine to to get around on these capabilities there is a way of them actually um kind of equipping their their current machines with that new technology Mm -hmm. and it's also a good example of how we think of developments and additive manufacturing as being new 3D printers and, and new mm-hmm. hardware announcements, but the fact that this is a software tool that can be used to upgrade current solutions, you know, you don't have to buy a new machine. It's about thinking outside of just um you know how, how do you how do you up the hardware how do you advance the hardware it's okay how do we build software tools that really complement that hardware already and, and push them to the limits which I also find quite quite interesting too. 
So the next story is actually an application story now. This one is from Volkswagen, which has announced plans to use metal binder jet 3D printing in vehicle production in partnership with HP and Siemens. Sam, you had this story last week. Yeah, so, well, two years ago, last month technically, because we are in July now, I was um, I was in Barcelona um, as HP opened a new facility. and a month... When I was in Barcelona with HP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we don't get to do that anymore, so I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to use this as the platform. I, you know, unfortunately can't go to the pub and say when I was in Tokyo because that was 18 months ago. But um, when I was in Barcelona with HP, um, among the partners who they'd invited to speak at the event were uh, Volkswagen, and Volkswagen had just begun working with GKN, um, one of HP's Metaljet production service partners, um, to explore application opportunities with HP's Metal AM technology, which is, you know, supposed to be commercialized properly this year and was available as a service for the last two, maybe two or three years. Um, and they they said back then that they were committed to integrating the technology into its mass production brands rather than their supercar, supercar brands. And they also revealed that they had um, an application roadmap in place that started with cosmetic parts that could be customized like key fobs and mm-hmm. name plates um and then it was set to move on to kind of functional prototypes of mirror mounts and gear shift knobs um most people i would guess have seen the the gear shift knob exhibited by hp at trade shows in the last well couple of years when we were able to go to trade shows and mm-hmm. um by 2021 they were saying that they were targeting safety certified parts in the chassis or the engine of, of some of their vehicles and then obviously in the last month the company's formally announced its plans to use metal binder jet 3d printing in vehicle production in partnership with hp and siemens um so that sounds like they've kept pace with those targets that they'd set mm-hmm. to start a collaboration um the three companies are now setting up a joint team of experts at volkswagen's wolfsburg 3d printing center where They'll run 3D printing hardware from HP and then they'll use software from Siemens to nest parts efficiently in the build chamber and they say they'll be able to produce twice as many parts per print session with that capability. Um, They've also said that they believe they'll be able to make production online use of 3D printing economically viable with these technologies um, while they're, they're already reducing the weight of some A-pillar components for the T-Rock convertible by mm-hmm. 50% using uh, HP's Metal Jet technology. Those parts are now going through certification and Volkswagen is again emphasizing its confidence in the technologies it's using here by setting a target of producing 100,000 additively manufactured components each year at the Wolfsburg site by 2025. So. Wow. They've, they've obviously got this roadmap in place. Um, they were telling me two years ago that they were kind of, you know, starting at golf ball size components. They eventually want to get up to football size. But as well as Volkswagen wanting to kind of, you know, push the envelope, as they were saying, in terms of the size of the components, it's also about the volumes. And I think, you know, 100,000 AM components each year by, you know, 2025, which is three and a half years away is... Um, you know, pretty significant target to set. But as I say, they it seems like they've kept pace with the targets they set three years back. So um, I don't see any reason why they can't, you know, keep pushing forward and, and meeting that target. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, those those numbers are, are so so impressive. I mean, it sounds a lot like what what you know the kind of numbers that BMW are, are working mm. at now with with the um, additive manufacturing parts per year. And um, you know, we we know Volkswagen has been using three D printing for for a very very long time now. In you know, kind of a not talking about production, just talking about much kind of simpler applications. One of our most popular jigs and fixtures stories, even mm. now, was um, which actually went on to win a TCT Automotive Award, was uh, Volkswagen's use of Ultimaker's desktop machines to use 3D printing on the production line um, to produce jigs and fixtures. And it was expected to be saving Volkswagen up to 250,000 euros by printing over a thousand parts per year. I mean, mm. they just they've they've got the experience. You know, they've kind of they've proven 3D printing in so many different ways now. And you know, you right something about to the, the last lot of events we went to and i remember getting handed a little um, um hp metal mm. 3d printed uh, mini volkswagen car um and so you know they've been along for the ride this, this this whole time so for me this is also a nice update on on hp's metal technology and, and where it's up to now because we know it's expected to land commercially next year but so far we, it's only been used by gkm palmatech on kind of like a, a, a service basis and then a few select customers we knew Volkswagen were going to be one of those early customers, as you said, Sam, from your conversations, you know, back in Barcelona and also at various uh, trade shows back from when the technology was announced in 2018. You know, Volkswagen was already um, assessing HP's metal jet for the manufacture of mass customizable parts like the key rings you mentioned and really looking towards using the technology for mass production in various new product lines as part of this multi-year plan so it's great to see as you said that they're really sticking to that plan and and you know doing some interesting things with it and this story just feels like a real seal of approval for a technology that isn't even widely available yet but I know that a lot of people are very excited for. Yeah and and looking back when I you know, I was, I was looking over the quotes again from that the interview I did with Sven Kroll um, of Volkswagen, and it, they were just so kind of confident about mm-hmm. what they were going to do with this technology. They were, um, you know, they were joking that Sven and the Volkswagen team are really kind of pushing them to the limit. Um, and one of the quotes Sven gave was that he's a hundred percent sure that we, you know, they don't even know the limit of these technologies, and they have to keep pushing to get the most out of it. And you know. Clearly, as you say, that they're, they're taking the technology very seriously. They've been using three D printing for, I think, twenty five years for prototyping mm. in the early days. Obviously, the jigs and fixtures story you mentioned, and you know, I guess it will be no surprise to anyone if they're, you know, kind of front and center as some, you know, mass volume production applications in automotive um, come out in the next few years. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice, as you said, Sam. Most people will have seen those, um, like the 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 gear stick part and mm. and the keyrings and things already at various trades. It'll be nice when we actually get back out to shows now to maybe see if they're going to bring some new parts in this collaboration. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're obviously they've obviously got components that they're printing. Obviously, the 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 A pillar components we mentioned that are going through certification. So I I would be I wouldn't be surprised at all if there were if there were new applications ready to show certainly by the time we get to the you know the autumn shows tct 360 in september for next in november well potentially even rapid plus tct oh, yeah, as well. yeah. 
So our last story actually came about right at the start of the month uh, when 3D Systems announced it had agreed to sell off its on-demand manufacturing business for $82 million. So the deal was made with private equity firm Trilantic North America. Subject to certain closing conditions and adjustments, it includes a number of the company's experts and facilities in the US, the UK and Europe. And we'll see 3D Systems on-demand manufacturing business rebranded as Quick Parts, which is a name that 3D Systems acquired way back in 2011 when it purchased um, an Atlanta custom parts services company of the same name. 3D Systems then, of course, integrated several service providers under the Quick Parts brand with additional acquisitions over the following years. Um, so according to a press release, Quick Parts will continue to offer the same additive and subtractive technologies. And even after the sale closes, 3D Systems has said it's going to stay on board to work with Quick Parts to support any shared customers. This is all part of 3D Systems' four-phase plan, which was announced last year when new, although not new now, CEO um, Jeff Grays came on board. Um, and he commented on this deal. He said, and quote, our sole reason for divesture is to enable our entire focus and investment priorities to be on additive manufacturing, where we play a unique leadership role in enabling industrial-scale AM adoption across a range of exciting end markets, end quote. Since he came on board last May, 3D Systems has been divesting and investing where it really makes sense. We interviewed um, Graves towards the, the end of last year, and he was telling us all about this and the, you know, the, the reasons why and, and how, you know what they were focusing on. And he said it, they're really focusing on the three legs of the stool, as he put it, which is the hardware, the software materials with a really strong application focus. And we've seen evidence of this um, you know, since that in the companies that they've since acquired and, and the parts of the business that they've then decided to to, to focus less on. Um, in another major deal, the company sold off its Simitron CAD CAM business for $65 million in November. Um, and they've since invested in healthcare and bioprinting efforts with acquisitions and also partnerships. Um, and then just this week, there was a leadership shuffle too, which now sees um, company co-founder and chief technology officer Chuck Hall overseeing the company's biotechnology venture as CTO there for regenerative medicine and now former EOS CTO. I've said CTO so many times. David Lee has also come in as CTO for additive manufacturing specifically. So lots of changes happening, but all towards this real, um, you know, AM solutions application um, focused approach. It's getting rid of the stuff that doesn't necessarily align with its ambitions anymore to allow it to develop the parts that really do. And in the conversation that we've had with 3D Systems lately, you, you do get a sense of that. They have application engineers dedicated to specific segments, like the healthcare that I've mentioned, you know, the amount of bioprinting advancements that are going on there, some of the examples they've come out with lately. And again, this has been from partnering with the right people and, you know, getting the right teams in. And then you've also got um, specialists in the semiconductor space, which seems like such a small niche segment for additive manufacturing but it's also an area that 3D Systems has been in for like a decade now and now they're really focusing on that with like dedicated um, experts within that sector and also as you'll see in an issue of TCT later this year, um, automotive and not just general automotive but really kind of honing in on those scientific applications within the automotive sector so they really do have this this focused approach now and, and all of this and you know selling off parts of the business like it just, just really goes to, to show you know how serious 
seriously they really are taking that and that's about it for for this month's news so um we're just going to do a quick roundup of some of the stuff that we've just published in the latest issues of tct magazine as mentioned at the start these issues are now available um digitally and also via subscription so you can go and do that at tctmagazine.com for free we take a look at some of the, the latest applications in aerospace i spoke to brian neff ceo at centavia about how they've um, invested in one of the eos amcm machines one of those huge additive manufacturing systems to make parts um for rockets um, and i also had a conversation with eliana fu at trump just she's a really great expert on aerospace and materials and just all-rounder things additive it was great to chat to her about some of the developments there and her time at relativity space as well samuel took a look at um, industrial additive manufacturing specifically the binder jet industry yeah so i spoke to uh wabtech um mm-hmm. who obviously are using the the ge machine under a kind of beta program um meta additive um based in the uk who are bringing um some new technology to market also i think hoping to launch that form next and um, uniformity labs and we got a quote from X1 as well and it was all kind of about the um, maturation of the technology from a, um, a user's perspective a, a vendor's perspective a materials developer's perspective and then obviously X1 finishing it off with their kind of perspective as the the pioneers of that particular technology mm-hmm. um, and you know basically they're all very excited with all of the work they're doing and um, what they see as the opportunities in industries like automotive and so on with you know the aluminium 6061 materials coming out some some tweaks to the the printing processes and the sintering processes that reduce the kind of end-to-end um time to produce a part and that kind of thing so um yeah it was you know good to talk to all those guys kind of get a few new voices in on on where BinderJet is up to and, and the opportunities there mm-hmm you can also read more about the aluminium development at X1 on the cover of the latest issue of TCT North America. They've got a really great story there about the team that made that happen and all the technology around it that made it possible, things like continuous furnaces and just various developments within the Banerjet process itself. So it, it's a great story. Um, and we also spoke to a few different service providers as well. Sam, I know you spoke to, to Beamit. They've made several acquisitions recently and you spoke to them about kind of what, what all that means and um, what they're trying to do basically by acquiring all these different services. Yeah, so um, I was speaking to Beamit who've um, acquired a couple of service providers like 3T and Zare also making moves in the, in the medical space and post-processing and, and basically they were saying that their their ambition is to bring in um, the kind of the technical know-how that they don't already have. They're obviously backed by Sandvik, so there's loads of materials expertise um, coming into play as well and yeah, they just really want to kind of bring all of these um, different areas of expertise together and, you know, as everyone is trying to do, enable kind of production applications with metal am so it was good to kind of you know understand why they're doing what they're doing because over the last 18 months they're making four or five different acquisitions and i think they even hinted at um one or two more still to come um and samvik took out a 30 state two years ago nearly now and they have um the option of, of taking full control at a certain point which i think i'd fully expect to happen um given their role they've co-launched materials together um, in the last few months as well. So, um, yeah, there's a lot going on there and it was, it was good to kind of talk to them and, and get, get the understanding as to why that's happening. And, and obviously you can read the, the full story in the latest issue. Mm-hmm. 
And we've also got conversations with Mantle, formerly 3D Hubs, now Hubs. And uh, we've got an extra, an, an, sort of an extract from your Innovators on Innovators podcast mm-hmm. as well, Sam, a preview of the TST 360 conference. So um, lots to look for in that issue. You can go find it at tstmagazine.com and go read it digitally. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more additive insight, head over to tstmagazine.com. We can get your free print subscriptions, TST Magazine, and get the biggest 3D printing news stories delivered straight to your inbox every week with our additive insight newsletter. Thanks very much for listening. See you again next time. Bye. Are you ready for TCT 360? The event for 3D printing and additive manufacturing intelligence is back. Wherever you are in your AM journey, our fully CPD certified program will have something for you. See Additive in Action as 250 plus exhibitors run live demos of their machinery and equipment. Hear from NHS England, Rolls-Royce, Boeing, J-Bull and more as they take to the stage to discuss the latest applications. It's time to reconnect with your community after almost two years apart. Signing up is free and takes just a couple of minutes. So register today and prepare to join us at the NEC Birmingham on the 28th to the 30th of September 2021 to see Additive in Action. Thank you.